The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Bupa, supporting the health of millions of Australians because life happens. Find out more at bupa.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 27th of April. In your Squiz today, getting COVID safe with an app... Melbourne truck driver charged over the accident that killed four police officers, the mystery of Kim Jong-un's illness, and Vogue-approved Trachydax. This is your Squiz Today. A key part of the next phase of dealing with COVID-19 is knowing that our health system can deal quickly with any outbreaks, and crucial to that is contact tracing. The government launched a new app last night. It's called COVID Safe. Tell us how it'll work, Claire. How it works is that you download the app, you keep it open, and as you leave your home and come into contact with people, other people that have the app will detect yours via what they call a Bluetooth handshake. Uh, And as one of the stakeholders yesterday said, it's the only handshake that you can safely have at the moment. So (laughs) it's absolutely fine. And that will mean that if you do come into contact with someone who does have the coronavirus, health authorities will be able to get that data from your uh, app and then work out who you've come into contact with so they can get onto them and get them tested. Just under half the population needs to be using it for it to be successful. There have been concerns about privacy with the app and about how it will use and track data. Greg Hunt was at pains yesterday to say that it's going to be very safe. Uh, He says that no one in the Commonwealth will have access to that data. It will go off to health authorities in the states for them to do that important contact tracing work if it's required. But other agencies in the state governments won't have access. So we're talking about people like police or community affairs or any other part of it. Uh, Also, he says that the data will be wiped as soon as the health emergency is over. As of 10.30pm last night, a million Australians had downloaded the app. When Parliament returns in May, additional laws relating to privacy and the use of that data only by health officials will be put forward. The latest news poll figures are out. Claire, they show Prime Minister Scott Morrison on an approval rating of 68. That's the second highest rating ever recorded. That is uh, the second after Kevin Rudd when he became Australia's most popular Prime Minister in news poll history back in 2008. Commentators, of course, saying that it's Scott Morrison and the government's handling of this health crisis that has put him in that position. That support, though, hasn't translated into support for the coalition more broadly. It's fallen a point to be on a 50-50 level pegging with Labor on that two-party preferred basis. Still on coronavirus, and as we're flattening the curve, we're starting to see a very careful lifting of restrictions in some states, Claire. Western Australia and Queensland yesterday announced some lifting of restrictions. If you're into picnics, you're in luck in both of those states. Uh, Also looking uh, at other recreational activities that are going to be possible uh, in Queensland from uh, next weekend and in Western Australia from today. More in the Squiz Today email if you want to see where your state is up to. School is also back for everyone this week and the safety of sending kids to school and having teachers at work continues to be a big discussion point. There's links in the Squiz Today email about the approach of each state if you'd like to read more. 
Looking globally, Claire, the World Health Organization has warned against granting immunity passports. What's that about? That is something that some nations have looked at in terms of lifting restrictions. The theory being that if you've had the virus, that you would have access to do things that people who haven't had it, who remain in lockdown, can't do. But the World Health Organization says go carefully on that because there's no evidence to say that those who have been infected can't be infected again. Of course, you can imagine in countries that have had mass infections, it's something that governments would like to be able to do. And US President Donald Trump has been in the media a lot over the weekend, Claire, about some remarks on potential treatments for coronavirus. He made the comment that perhaps injecting disinfectants could be something that could be used to treat COVID-19. He said afterwards that he was being sarcastic, uh, but it did force one of the big cleaning product companies to tweet its customers, urging them not to do anything silly. A look at the numbers now. Australia has 6,710 cases with 81 deaths. Globally, we're at 2.9 million cases with 200,000 deaths. 830,000 people have recovered. The truck driver allegedly involved in the horror crash in Melbourne, which killed four police officers last week, has now been charged, Claire. He has been in hospital since that crash last Wednesday night. Uh, he was questioned by police and he has been charged with four counts of culpable driving causing death. Of course, those uh, police officers died on a freeway at Kew uh, in Melbourne after they had pulled over a Porsche for speeding. He's due to appear in Melbourne Magistrates Court today. And in international news, flogging as a punishment will soon be a thing of the past in Saudi Arabia. It's been used as a punishment for a range of offences from extramarital sex to murder. What uh, the court says is that now they'll go to those sort of judicial uh, fines, jail sentences, also uh, non-custodial alternatives like community service. Uh, Critics, though, say that there is plenty wrong with Saudi Arabia's human rights record, including the imprisonment of political prisoners that they need to really address if they're serious about it. We spoke last week, Claire, about the speculation on the health and whereabouts of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The rumours aren't going away. What's the latest? I did like a headline in the New York Post over the weekend saying that over the week we'd seen that he had either died, was in a coma, was brain dead or was at a holiday resort. So (laughs) that pretty much sums up exactly (laughs) where that coverage has been. But South Korea and America, uh, intelligence and reports from that intelligence both seem to be pointing uh, to the position that he's okay. Wrapping up today, Claire, with what we already know but feel very validated by, and that's that track pants are a legitimate form of pants. If it was in doubt, exactly right. (laughs) Anna Wintour, the famed US Vogue editor, has even cracked out her pair and put them on Instagram as she was stylishly working from home. But, yeah, big tracksuit pant fans here at the Squeeze. (laughs) Absolutely. I could get into a whole dialogue about you going out tracksuit pants versus you stay (laughs) out at home tracksuit pants. Uh, If I was in another life, I'd be designing ranges of tracksuit pants, such as my love for them. But um, (laughs) their time definitely is now. I know. I have to admit, I don't think I've put on a hard-waisted pair of pants for quite some time. It's going to be a tough landing, that one. (laughs) And what's the subject line today? Gone for the old country classic 
uh, and when we get behind closed doors, that goes again to one of our apropos of nothing uh, pieces this morning. There's a hilarious uh, tweet of a cat putting its arm through the crack in the refrigerator door and the sign (laughs) inside the fridge saying check cat arm before closing clearly has a whole backstory to it that I would really like to know the details of. So many questions. Is the cat okay? How often does it do it? How quickly can it actually swipe some food from this crack in the hinge side of the door? Head to the Squiz Today email to check that one out, as well as links to all the stories that we've covered in today's podcast. But other than that, I think that's all from us, and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. Message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. AU.